0: Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human podcast. I am your host, Jen Roulon, or you may know me as Coach Jen on the gram. Well, today I have a very special guest friend mentor. Oh my God, so many words for her. Mary Stockton, who Mary and I met 2020. Yeah. Yeah. 2020, it was lockdown. Yeah. And I was in this one group. Uh, it was a very women spiritual connection group. And this one woman suggested that I reach out to Mary for some breath work. And I was like, okay, let's reach out to Mary and do work on some breath work. And I just loved what she taught me, what she showed me. And then I loved it so much that I put her in my book, Self motivation strategies for women on page 108, talking about learn to breathe. So, Mary, welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so thrilled to be here. I just love what you're doing. I love it. Thank you. Uh, You've always been a supporter.
1: At one point, we talked about doing retreats down in Costa Rica. I'm waiting. I'm signed up. I'm like, I have my bag. It's ready. It's just right. It's always there. You
0: know what I've actually envisioned is a uh, everyday healthy human program, and then it's an ongoing thing, and then at one point, we all get together in Costa Rica and celebrate all of our wins. yeah, I love that. I love that people telling their stories, yeah, tell the followers a little bit about you, and then if you wanted to do the the grounding breath, we could do that or whatever mm-hmm. vice
1: versa okay well I Jen said my name's Mary stockton Um, i I'm a New York transplant to California. I'm a Los Angeles-based health and wellness professional. I do, uh, I've been doing breath work since 2009 when no one knew about it and people made fun of it. (laughs) Um, um, So I'm a master breath work facilitator, uh, intuitive body worker, and a holistic coach. Those three titles really are the essence of my work because I use it all together. Sometimes a session is, is, it's always breath work, It's always a cycle of breath work. Um, Sometimes there's more body work in the breath work, depending on what I see. And then um, I work in package sessions. And that's how I was taught because it's um, the the breath work that I do is healing breath work. So it's about trauma. It's about uh, aligning the body. The breath is a mind-body connector. So the coaching comes in with the packages in between the sessions. What comes up? What awarenesses do you have? I mean, the breathwork sessions are always beautiful. They're not dark. They're not traumatic. They're, they're things when, when you go into breathwork, the everything in your brain goes out of just disappears. So you're just with your body and your breath. And then that allows your awareness to shift. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will uncover traumas, but most of the time the trauma is recognized and released just by the movement of the body and the breath out. So that that being said, that's where the coaching comes in is what co- what's coming up for you. What did you experience? Um, so it's basically a support to the process of the packaging. So some clients I will work with uh, for, t- for 10 sessions because, I mean, I think you know this. Let me just say, I worked also as a personal trainer for more than 10 years because I love the body. I love fitness. I'm fascinated by it. Then I got my degree. I have an MA in spiritual psychology. And I also did um, many hours of yoga teacher training to for, just to deepen my practice and deepen my experience. So I use all of that in my work. The love of the body, the information from training people for years. And you, you know the psychology of people and physical fitness and how that is. So when you're working with people, whether it's in a uh, training session or even the work, especially the work that I do, is people aren't always honest the first time in the consultation, in the questions, because they're embarrassed or, you know, I've had people as a trainer not share medications they were taking. So, you know, three or four sessions in, I'm like, why is your heart rate not going up? Well, um, yeah, that's the reasoning for the package sessions is to establish trust, to establish a base, to open up, to to make the work deeper. So all of those are tools. This is a little more on the spiritual side, but I have the, the, in the sessions, I discovered in my work that I have the ability to hear and see images. So I hear things and I see images and usually it's related to the person that I'm with. So I will hear, I'll hear a name or I'll hear something. And so when we, when the session is over, we will talk about it and that, that, that builds on the coaching aspect that builds on the processing. Yeah. It's it's not psychic. It's a, it's an intuition. It's a, it's an intuition. Yeah. Yes. I often have dreams and hear names and I'm like, okay. And then I wake up in the morning and I call that person. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you called. I'm actually up in the ER, but you're also very in tune with it. And a
0: lot of people who have gifts like that won't take those gifts because they're like, ah, I don't want to be that person or I don't want to be, you know, whatever it might be. But honestly, like it's one of the probably the most beautiful things that I've seen on my own development journey on myself and then just have. Used you and all my other friends that have are at another completely level, and it's absolutely beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the embracing of that. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is that um, people around me very lovingly and over many, many years have referred to me as a witch. Oh, no of course. Witch. Yeah. You know, and I like, oh, for a while, it wasn't so nice. And now I'm right. like, yep. Yeah. That's, right. That's right. I'm a witch. Right. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. I
0: was going to say at one point, I said, you know, I would ask the universe, I'm like, hey, I don't know what's going on. Like, if this isn't supposed to happen, can you just show me? Can you just help me out? And then all of a sudden, the universe shows me it wasn't supposed to happen. And I'm like, got it. Thank you. It's
1: just asking, you know, it's just that simple ask. Yes. So I'll go further in that. And it is, if we just take a, a second, like, actually, let's do it. Let's just do it. Let's just chew, just take two breaths because okay we're going to go on for three hours. I can feel it. So, I That's <laughs> I so. we got we to gotta do so two little, parts. I let's think. get a little grounded. Let's get a little grounded. Okay. So what we're, we're going to do is we're just going to. Okay. Let me just say this first. If someone says to you, take a deep breath, what do you do? <sighs> right? right That's often what you see. And it's all over TV. i take a deep breath. And you see the person go. <sighs> yeah. So I will tell you this right now. Anybody listening, going out there. If someone says to take a deep breath or you hear inside of yourself, oh, I need to take a breath here. It's not through the mouth and it's not a quick, shallow breath. It's like this. I'll do it first. All the breath comes out. Okay. So the exhale is always longer than the inhale. Hmm. When you're centering yourself. And you think, I need to take a deep breath. I need- you want to calm. You want to get into the rest and digest and out of the fight or flight. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do two breaths. We're going to do through our nose, nice and easy, fill the belly, fill the chest. And then we're going to do like we're blowing through a straw out the mouth until all of it is gone. And then a little pause and we'll take one more. Okay? Okay. All right. So let's let all of our breath out. Now we're going to take a nice, easy breath through the nose. Little pause. Push the belly and let it all out. Little pause, and in the nose again. Feeling the belly, then the chest, little pause. And then just take a regular breath in through the nose. Nice, easy exhale out of the mouth. Uh, mouth open doesn't that feel good
0: yeah I uh, on that second la- on that second breath started moving forward because yeah, I'm standing Yeah. it just was like it was like okay I'm in the right space I'm in yeah. the right moment it's a, it was a beautiful feeling yeah good
1: yeah that's the centering breath of, so when someone says take a deep breath or your intuition goes oh I need to calm down here take a breath it's always through the nose Beautiful. Any breathing you're ever doing should always be through the nose. Now, we're not talking about sports. I mean, that's a whole different podcast. That's a different, every sport, every event, everything has a different breathing rhythm, I guess, for lack of a better term. Now, if you're just hiking and you get out of breath, I've done this test too with other people hiking, going up a hill. (sighs)
0: So
1: I just close my mouth and I just start focusing on my breath. But what happens is Your body body starts to pace itself to keep the breath moving. So you're getting more nutrients, you're getting better air. And so I found in my little tests that I do hiking, when I get to the top of the hill, I'm the least one gasping for breath. And that doesn't mean I'm the one in the best shape necessarily. Right. But I'm not the one gasping for breath because I'm breathing more efficiently. So in your daily life, it should always be in through the nose and out through the nose.
0: Beautiful. I I mean, just today... I was trying to rush a whole bunch of waves and I was like, okay, just get past the break, get past the F zone and just sit on your board. And I literally did that, Mary. I literally remembered what we talked about years ago. Even in my book, I was like, okay, you got to stay grounded even though I'm on the water, right? I just had to get I had those two deep breaths in or and three and be like, okay, you got this. Because I was getting really frustrated and just like, It's like Jen, you've only been doing this for four weeks. Do not put the pressure on yourself. Enjoy the ocean because the ocean's gonna gonna win (laughs) every time, (laughs) every time, every every time, time. every time. And so, and then the great thing was is that that next that next wave I caught, I actually was able to do a couple of my first cuts. You know, I was like, oh my god, this is what we're talking about here. So Yeah. yeah,
1: so and that's what happens with the breath is. While you're in, the, say, in that moment and you're like competitive, Jen comes in, the brain comes in, I got to. So what happens is your breath actually is changing. And so you're going into fight or flight because you're fighting against yourself, really, right? Your, your, your mind is your, is your real competition. So your breath changes. So you're not going to be able to do anything properly or well. So you took a minute, you took your breath down. And so you turned off your panic and your, your anxiety and you brought it down that allows you to move in a different way because this is panic. This is constant panic receptors. So when you bring it to the belly, then the lower lung opens up, then you're co- that actually shuts off that, sh- that shot of cortisol and adrenaline and it brings you into relaxation. And if you can get the breath down into the lower belly, like we talked about, all the way to the top of the groin. So what happens is that lower lung, which, I mean, I think the number of, Globally, the number is so high of people. We just globally don't breathe deep. We're shallow breathers globally. And so when we actually take the time to engage the lower lung, it's diffused with um, receptors. There's more receptors in the lower lung than anywhere else in the lung. So when you actually let all your breath out and the next breath you take in, it fills the lower lung first. Uh So think about that. Beautiful, clean, nutrient-filled oxygen going to the lower lung and getting the absolute most absorption into the body first. Move, move. So, what happens if you're breathing shallow? You're retaining CO2, you're retaining carbon dioxide. So, it's the next breath you take. There's you're still full of carbon dioxide. So, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. And so, what happens when that carbon dioxide stays in the body and we're in fight or flight all of the time? What there's a domino effect. Because that carbon dioxide is a toxin. It has to go somewhere. So the body goes, well, she's not breathing it out. So what am I going to do with it? And that means the other organs go, well, let me help. Let me help. Let me help. Yeah. Which if this organ is made to do this, say it's the liver, it's made to do this. Sure. And then it goes, the lungs go, well, I, I need your help over here. Then the liver's not functioning efficiently right. either. So you can see that there's a domino effect. And so that's the, the long-term cause of disease, cardiovascular problems, circulatory problems. I think autoimmune, I mean, it's still being researched, but I think it's a big autoimmune, um, problem. So it, so anywhere that you may have weakness in the body, that's where they're going to go.
0: Interesting. And
1: I think we might have talked about too that, um, this, this number of uh, 70% of toxins are released through the breath. 70%. Really? Yeah. 70%. The other 30 is urination, defecation, and, um, perspiration. Obviously. Okay. But 70%. 70% globally, we don't breathe properly. No, we don't. So it's not, it's, I mean, I mean, besides food and all of that, it's no surprise that there, there are illnesses. Yeah. I mean, so then somebody's
0: stressed at work or the kids are stressing them out. You could always go back to what we just did. You know, you just sit and just be like, kids, I'm going to the bathroom and you might not be going to the bathroom. Don't take your phone. Don't do anything. Like you go sit in that bathroom and you take those two deep breaths through the nose and let go of that CO2. You're probably going to come out as a better parent, a mom, a dad, a coworker, whatever that might be. Like take advantage of your breath because people might be like, well, you know what? I just need to go go whatever I need to go out to eat or go have a drink, right? <laughs> I'm go you know, picture, eat a chocolate chip cookie or exactly you know, take a, exactly take a swig of something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. it. You know, and all if we could focus on the breath, that might solve a lot of our own issues, you know. And I mean, prime example was me out on that surfboard today. Prime example. And I didn't even think about it until we started talking.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. great. And so and I think that you would attest to too is that that um I say this to because the workshop we were talking about earlier that I do is that for very beginners is once you, once I do the workshop and the feedback, I mean, I think you can say this too, that after we work together, you never not thought about your breath. Like it would come into you, like you were all of a sudden in your daily life, you had a, an, an awareness, a breath consciousness, a breath awareness. And that doesn't mean we're ha- we have it all the time, but from that point on, it is there. And that's the biggest feedback I get from people is you know oh I thought about you today because blah 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 thank you so much and I love that because yeah breath is free you don't have to go to a gym you don't have to buy anything you know and you can and it's empowering and you know there's that cliche of um, all you have is today there's only the present moment well that's cliche because it's true it really really is true and so if you take a minute to get to your breath that's all there is yeah. Your life force and you—that's yeah. it.
0: People have asked me, like, how do I? How did I start meditation? How did I do the, all that? And it was that 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 group was really helpful. That taught us a little bit about meditation, and I did a whole bunch of reading of Gabby Bernstein's. But now I don't take anything out to the beach. I have the beach and my cup of coffee, and my timer on my phone, and I turn it on airplane mode, and I have my breath. And I have the ocean and my own thoughts. And it's absolutely magical. Now, did it take me a while to get to that space? Yes. But once I sit in with myself and that breath, I have no issues at all. No worries at all.
1: No, because it doesn't matter. It's only the present that matters. Exactly. It's your mind that takes you to the other.
0: Yeah. And let's talk about this because I think anxiety... Is, you know, skyrockets, I think, fear, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure. Do
1: you mean like daily stress or cause just when you were speaking, I was thinking because uh, and I'm a big observer of people, you know, it's my work, right? So what I've been observing, i observing the masses through the pandemic and that we weren't communing, we weren't communicating, we weren't socializing, all of those things. And there's, there's collateral damage that we're all feeling. There's after effects. And so what I'm noticing in the last couple of months, especially, is people are going to the restaurants more in a, in a way that they hadn't been. And I maybe it has to do with the band being the, the thing being released like it's over. And this there's sort of a relax, like an exhale almost um, with, OK, who says it's over? So I hate to talk about the pandemic, but that's what I'm observing is we were in a constant contraction for more than two years of fear and not knowing. And the fear of the unknown is so just in daily life is so strong. Take a step forward. Uh, what if there's no stare, right? You know, whatever that is. And so that's a contraction. So what I'm observing is people are starting to exhale. They're starting to relax a little bit back into life and society. And so I went to a movie, a couple movies, oddly enough, in the last few weeks. And I went to see the Barbie movie because I was curious. And I, and I just, I went. With my friend, my friend was in town from from Europe. And, and so we went to see the movie. And I was, I'll just say this an observation. It was that what I observed was, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but it takes place in Venice and Century City. And so, and I happened to be meeting him in Venice and we went to Century City to see the movie. Funny. And so everybody was wearing pink and everybody's like, hey, Barbie, hey, Barbie. And so for me, my friend was like, ha uh-huh. I was like, listen, if I was here with my daughter, we would so be in pink right now. But what I observed was, it made me so happy because people were socializing again. People were interacting again. Like people were in community again. And I, and that to me was beautiful. And I went to see another movie and it was the same. The theaters were full, people were talking. And I thought, oh, maybe this is the the relaxation aspect of what we've been going through. So that's on a larger scale, if you think about contraction and breath. So if you bring it down to something even as small as... um. I don't know. I always think of this one of being pulled over by a police officer because we all freak out, even if we didn't do anything wrong, like everything's good, but I'm freaking out. And so what happens is you freeze, right? You start to sweat. So if you can just breathe while you're waiting for that person, you're not right do the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or fluster over what you're looking for. So that, that, I use that one because everybody can relate to that contraction that happens when the lights go up, right? So that's a small thing. And then there's also like... Um, if you hit your shin on the bed, we all know what that's like. And you, and if you think about the last time you did it, see, you're even contracting now thinking about it, right? Because it hurts so bad. Hurts so, so bad. So bad. And so stress in life is the same way, but because it's not painful in that way or singular like a police officer pulling you over, we become desensitized and we start we start to live in that place. Mm-hmm. I found this too in, when I was in... Italy for the summer everything slows down it's a whole different lifestyle and I realized in California we are breathing we are meditating we are going to classes we are and all of these things are and I realized are things we do to cope with the lifestyle that we're living in this fast-paced place especially Los Angeles especially these little pockets I mean in Italy I was walking and eating fresh food and I, I didn't feel like oh my god I'm so stressed I have to meditate I did breath work exercises. I did breath work with people there. And they were like, what is this? Is this? Like, it was really fun. But I, in observance, I was like, oh, well, so LA, I mean, I can't speak for other cities, but I, you know, there's some, but, but it's a constant state of stress. So that is why it's really important to, yes, it's good to do all of the things, to use all the tools we have at our disposal, to be physical, to, to take care of our minds and our bodies. Of course, the four things, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, every day, a little something. So with breath work, even if you once a day, you're not you go, oh, nothing stressful happened today, but I feel sort of anxious. Anxiety is always in the belly for whatever reason. That's just where it's centered. So if you're anxious and that you're anxious because your mind is thinking about something that you're worried about, or something that might happen, something that did happen. So when you take a minute to breathe deep into the belly like we just did a few times, Mm -hmm. even if that stressor continues to be there, you're giving your body a break. You're breaking the cycle of the chronic stress. Even if it's just for five minutes a day, it's better than zero. Because your body goes, oh, thank you. Now I'm going to do this for a few minutes. Oh, thank you. I'm going to do this for a few minutes. So. That's where there's two things that go on in in with when you hear breath work, especially in in the work that I do, is there's breath work for healing, which is the 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 sessions that stack on each other because that's a healing breath work, and that's a certain kind of breath work, and then there is breath work where you go to a circle and it's it's sort of like going to I've done that mm-hmm. a workout. It's yeah. very similar. Like if if you want to feel better and you go for a walk and you get your breath up a little bit, you're gonna feel better. Because you're, you're giving your body what it needs. Things are moving efficiently. And so circles are like that too, and they're great, but is it, is it something that really is realistic to do on your own all the time because it's pretty intense? So then the other side of it, of that is just exercises. There's different. I mean, now, now we're so lucky you can just Google it all and you can find different ones to do. Oh, yeah. And, um, I yeah. was going to say, like, um, I've done
0: a couple of breath uh, breathwork sessions in Costa Rica and Nasara and there's a gentleman that does it and like the first one I did I I laughed the whole time I don't know why like cuz I just heard people laughing right and then the second one I did I wasn't really into it I was very distracted I had so much going on in my personal life I just you know I just moved down to Costa Rica so I was like I had nothing for that breathwork and then the third one I did was incredible and I walked away like smoking a cigarette feeling amazing like it was like this is incredible like yes but like I don't have to do that every single every single week to do you know and it's interesting because I think a lot of people will do that but like you said your breath your breath is free and there's so many tools and there's so many coaches online such as yourself that can really help people, you know, take care of yourself in your own home. I don't expect you guys to come to Costa Rica to do breath work. You know, you can do breath work in your own, the comfort of your own home, even if you have to close the bathroom
1: to, or the pantry to get away from your kids. Yeah. I've done it with people in their car. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not recommended, but I mean, if you have right. to do it, well, you have to do it. You know, it's Right. And I was but- going to
0: I was going to say, if you guys were listening in the car, please don't shut your eyes and try to do. No, breath work. I
1: meant to say that too. Like, <laughs> you're going to do it with right. Don't shut your eyes. Yeah, don't shut yeah. your eyes. You know, yeah,
0: yeah. But I, but I breath. Yeah, yeah you can.
1: It. You don't have to close your eyes. You right. never have to right. close your eyes. You know, so you just you just focus. But yeah, and, I, and the beautiful part too is when you when you and I were doing that and talking about it, um, even if it's just the audio and they're just you know it's on the car or whatever, yeah. they're going their breath is going to change. Yes. Even if they're like, I'm not doing it exactly what she's saying, their breath still changes. We as a whole, I mean, we are all one. This has been proven, right? So how I breathe is how you breathe. Yeah. Not now. We're not in the same space. But if we sync up now, how I breathe is how you breathe. If I start breathing shallow and talking really fast, you're going to contract. Right. It's just the way it is. So. Yeah. That's something to remember, too. If you're in some place that where you don't feel safe or someone is over, just you can tell that there's something going on with them, change your breathing. Just change your breathing. It can affect. It's the same when you said earlier about the mom and the kids or whatever. If if, if you can get your kids to do it with you, even better. But if you change yours and you come back into the space, it's almost guaranteed that that situation will shift and the kids aren't going to know why. And you, you may not even, if you're not aware enough, you may not know. But if you're, if you're taking the time to take a breath, you know, you know, it's absolutely yeah. how someone breathes is how you're going to breathe.
0: Right. So that's beautiful. Yeah.
1: So, same if you're in a car, and you're arguing with someone, like people do this a lot. They, they get into, I see it behind me in my rear view mirror a lot of that. You can just fix your breath. You go, okay, I yes. don't want to fight. And they want to, you can just stay with your breath. It's going to affect them. It's a vibration. So that's the power of it also is you can actually affect other people. Can you talk about, what did you say? The four, seven, eight. So that's what I'm saying is that if you go to a, let me just uh, tie that up with this. If you go, if there's a breathwork circle to go to, or someone's having a group, group breathwork work thing, sure. that is a particular style of breathing. And the result is a particular thing for each person. Um, and that's why I do it in packages, and I support people through it because stuff comes up and people want to talk about it. So, but that's me. That's a healing style breath, and that can be that moment, or it can it can be a duration. It can be a package thing. It can be a, a, a something you do with someone, one on one sessions. The other that's going around is is the coping thing of the breath exercises, and there are several and. The one that I love is four, seven, eight, and I use this on the plane because I, I don't like taking off for whatever reason, or if it gets really bumpy, like I'm, I'm old enough now that I'm kind of used to the takeoff and I'm okay, but I keep my breath moving. When, it, when it's bumpy, I use it also um, because everybody gets nervous. So the four, seven, eight is you breathe in for a count of four, you hold for a count of seven, and then you exhale out the mouth or the nose, but the mouth with the long exhale for eight. And if you think about the inhale, it's a little shorter. Yep. Hold for seven. That lengthens the exhale. So while you're doing that and you're counting, you cannot be here. Oh, right. You cannot right. be in your fear. Right. you're counting and you're breathing. So that brings you down. Depending on, on where you are and what you're doing, like I will do it consistently until the plane is at cruising altitude or until the, the bumpy stops. Right. Right, because um, my rational brain knows oh, everything's going to be fine, but there's the other part it goes, oh my God. you know. So that's one exercise you can do. Four, seven, eight is the go-to. I Love me. that. I love that. As, and if you if you're having trouble sleeping, it's the same.
0: Oh, that's right. We've talked about that. Yep. Yeah,
1: unless you have medical things going on or some physical ailment that that affects your sleeping patterns. You know, the adrenal issues or thyroid issues or whatever. But if you're just Um, spinning in your monkey mind for some reason if you go to four seven eight then you're counting your breath you're focusing on the breath and more often than not that will bring you to a relaxed state where you just fall off when your brain is doing all that spinning then all of those hormones are being released at the same time which is what's going to keep you awake so if you when you do the exercises four, five, six, seven, eight times. It's like counting sheep, count as many as you need to, right? Yep. So that should bring you down. Now, if, if you don't fall asleep after you do that, I would suggest getting up and walking around a little bit. Ugh. And just like, think about your, how the breath feels going through your nose while you're walking around the house, while you're going to the restroom or getting a drink of water or something like that. Because anytime you focus on the breath, it takes you out of your brain. It yeah. doesn't have to even be four, seven, eight. You could just close your eyes and go, how's my breath feel going through my nose, right? Kind of hot in here, you know? Like, so then you're not thinking about the bills. You're not thinking about this. You're not thinking about the plank.
0: Right, it is. well, you and, know? and I heard something uh, from uh, Wayne, uh, Wayne Dyer. Oh yeah, I love him.
1: Loved Amazing,
0: him. right? And um, he talked about like, when you start going to sleep, And you got the monkey brain going on and you're worried about finances and you're worried about this and the kids and blah, blah, blah. Then you're going into your deep sleep with that on your mind. And so your body is getting those receptives and those thoughts. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I saw that too. I love him. Yeah. Right. I love him so much. The last three weeks I've been just doing affirmations like, I am beautiful. I am strong. I am a surf babe. I am, you know, I have money showering over me. Like just these very simple, like thoughts that I have to help me. You know, you are not scared of the unknown. It's you're going to stay present. Welcome the unknown. Yeah, I love it. Welcome the unknown. Yeah, you know, I love the fan that's on my face or on my body. I, you know, I love the sounds of the roosters, even though they wake me up at four o'clock in the morning. But it's those it's you know granted it's that's yeah. a little bit of gratitude, gratitude. and affirmation yeah. yeah gratitude and affirmation but it, you know you you start programming your mind and so even if you go into programming your mind for the 478 it's going to become that habit and that's something i talk about all the time with a lot of my guests is just developing a habit and even the last couple of days i haven't done my coffee meditation but i've been out in the ocean and so yes, that to me meditation. is very different meditation yeah. and, and yeah. it works for me, you know, but it's not my normal of sitting there going home, you know, not that I yeah, do and that, I that. I think that,
1: I think that that's a big reason why people don't do meditation or sit down for right? a with breath work because I find that, um, people are afraid to do it wrong. Yes. Well, I don't, I want to start meditating, but I don't know how to do it. Well, all you have to do is sit. We've, we've had this conversation, I think, is you just sit down and just focus on the breath and when your mind starts to go, you go back to the breath. It's that simple. It is that simple. And so when you say, um, you know, Dr. Dyer, he says about when you, when your monkey mind and takes it in, our bodies are as if so that our body is, is taking that in as if it's actually happening and the hormones being are actually happening. So when you take that minute to do the, what you talked about, it's, it's changed the narrative, then your breath changes even if you're not trying to change it, the breath changes,
0: right? Right. So that,
1: that's, and for me, that is so beautiful and so empowering. And again, we're all human. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but having the tool available to you where you don't have to buy anything, do anything, get up and do anything is really, really, uh, it's really freeing. Yeah. Really freeing. Yeah.
0: And, you know, just sort of talk about like, um, the breathwork circles. I was going to sort of elaborate a little bit on it, and I'm going to be I'm going to be very vulnerable and transparent here. But like the the third time that I did the breathwork, we sat up and it was all women, and we we as women just shared what went went through with us and what we talked about, and a, a lot of women had a lot of trauma, and I was just you know very taken back by a lot of the trauma. Some of it was from their mom, some of it was from maybe a grandparent or a parent. And I remember feeling so thankful for my mom that I had to call her and be like, oh my gosh, mom, I just observed these women who were so heartbroken from their mom. And, you know, like you have, lo- you love and have loved my brother and I. So like, I call her the helicopter mom, right? But it, I, I don't need, I, I, I love it. Like there's so many, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. And then somebody else had another experience, totally different. Well, my experience, and Mary, you might know about this, I had, I had a couple orgasms. Oh, during the, during the session? Yeah. During the breath work. Is that really?
1: Yeah. There yes. you have it, folks. Yes. It's, yes, because I, I've had clients stop because they're embarrassed and they go, Oh, I feel like I'm like, I know it's okay. You're safe. And so it's very, very important. Oh, you're that- safe. I love that. It's very, very important. Anybody listening, if you go to a breath work circle and a group of people, make just check in and make sure that you feel safe. Mm-hmm. You have to feel safe that, that that facilitator is providing a safe container because the breath moves what's stuck in the body. So and we don't know what that is. Oftentimes we think we've dealt with something, but it's kind of still lingering someplace. And so that kind of thing that happened for you is very vulnerable and it's very intimate. And so if someone is doing that work and not providing a safe space, then get out, right? Just leave. You have to. And so I would just say that there's, I'm so happy that breath work has taken off in the way that it has. and, And it's so out there. It's very similar to how yoga took off. And so I would just say, just be careful. Of who the facilitators are do your homework 100 absolutely do the breath work ask people you know go with a friend and if you don't feel safe don't participate yeah because it is intimate it is um very vulnerable and it's more often than not 99.9% of the time it is blissful as you can attest to now and so yeah good. It, I'm glad it, it, that was it, the experience
0: yeah and, and I had them for all three of my breath works but that third one, I think I really opened up, became vulnerable yeah. within myself. I finally had my mask off from everything that was going on with my life, and then, like you know, people were going around, and you know, and and he's like, "Well, Jen, how was your breath work?" And I'm like, "Well, I had a couple <laughs> orgasms, y'all," and they were like, "Ah, the ladies are like, ah, like they're all excited." I was like, yeah. "It was
1: mixing." I mean, I have nothing. Yeah. To make- about, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and more often than not, you don't complain, you know, there isn't really anything to complain about. There's, there's my, and my first, my first experience when I was learning, because mine comes from the a less, more of a shamanic side, it comes from Peru and that kind of thing. So, oh my God. So it's very deep. Well, uh, I didn't go there, but that's where it comes from. the, the yeah. My mentor Yeah. That's so, beautiful. so for me, it was, I, my first real experience was Once I let go, because I was I didn't I was afraid to be vulnerable. I didn't trust, you know, there were certain things going on. So in my training, as I was going and I did a lot of breath work, my experiences got to be where I experienced the the little girl in me that used to look out at the world and think anything is possible. I can do whatever I want to do. I can go wherever I want to go, I can be whatever I want to be. And I forgot that feeling because I'm a grown woman now. And so what I found was. When I go to my breathing exercises, I can pull that feeling back Yeah, anytime I need it. And it's really beautiful. So that speaks to, the, and you say this happened on your third time trying it, right? So again, that's a testament to um, if you're on a healing journey, packages, three, yes. six, 10, whatever, because- you, you were, you had already had experience once or twice. So you kind of knew what you were dealing with. You were in a different state. So, yes. So that's, that's sort of a testament to what I was saying about a testament to, to your work. Yes. Oh, thank you. And, yeah. and, and, and how trust is built and how far the work can really go because that's where my passion is. That's where my love is, is I'm here to empower people. I mostly work with women. Yeah. Because that's just where, where my, Yes. I followed that path. That's where it's gone. Um, but I have worked with many men as well. That healing work with women is so profound. And it's such a passion of mine that, I mean, I, I just can't imagine, I, I just can't imagine not doing it. I just can't imagine not doing it. And I've been lucky enough that I haven't had to do a, I mean, I met you and worked with you through word of mouth. And I think because I started that way, because there wasn't a lot going on socially, on social media and all that, 2009, it was all word of mouth. And I was very busy for a really long time. And so I've been really lucky not to have to do a lot of promo and marketing and video on, on, you know, on all the socials and stuff. So I'm really grateful for that because I'm, it's not really my
0: thing. Right. You're focusing on your own stuff. I mean, And and I think, I think I, I was, I myself personally was starting to get really frustrated with social because I wasn't getting my messages across. And then all of a sudden I just, you know, I had people just say, I had three people say, you need to start a podcast. I was like, okay, I got to listen. Like, and so I remember going and asking like the universe, just saying like, give me signs, give me, you know, and it just was like, bam, bam, bam. And I listened to it and I took off and it's just been incredible. And it's like I told you earlier, like it's really has given me purpose because it's not just about the triathlons anymore. It's about how I have learned to live past triathlons as a woman, as a, as somebody on a healing journey that went through a divorce that went through a major change in my life because, yeah, I've observed, I observed all of it. It was beautiful. You, you have, you yeah. have. And yes. like, I, if I look back at myself in 2016, 2017, getting ready for Ironman Kona, like that was the ultimate goal, right? But if I look back at my photos, y'all, I look so tired. Looks look so tired. And, you know, because I was, I was fighting, I was in that
1: fight mode for so many yes. years. Yeah, because you had so goal, many had goals and intentions out right. there and that was what it required to get to them, right? Right. So I think now, now with the social media and then and, and now that you've brought it to this really beautiful container. Yeah. And then it you you call it the healthy human. Well, that's the four levels, right? It's physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so if you could if you have that in your container, I mean you have all that to offer anyway. You've done all of that. So it's a really beautiful container, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Well, thank you
0: for being on this podcast. And uh, this, I believe, this has been my longest podcast, (laughs) but I couldn't not not stop us. Like the flow was beautiful, and I also want i I would love to bring you on um, again to talk about your the woman programming that you've done. Because we talked briefly about that, um, and I think that would be another powerful talk towards w- about women how we mold ourselves into a partner or a relationship
1: that we forget about who we truly are. Yes, the people pleasing aspect of ourselves is oh, just not—it's right. just not working for the for the long term. It hasn't. No. Now we're getting the evidence of that. So, yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So well,
0: I will definitely bring you back on in the next uh, couple of weeks for sure. Where
1: can people find you? So the easiest way, and I've consolidated everything as well and kept it really small. And so I'm rebuilding my website because I have more stuff to add to it. Um, but the easiest way is either um, Instagram or Facebook are the two main places or Mary's Breath Journeys at Gmail. You can always message me there. Um, and I'll respond right away, but Instagram is probably the best. It's, um, Mary's dot breath dot journeys and, yep. you know, and I will- on your page as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody that wants to reach me, if they can't, for some reason, if they want to go through you, I mean, if you're okay with that, that's fine too. One hundred percent. Yeah. And if, and if anybody listening, um, you know, if they want to give you feedback of, you know, if they want a conversation around the, that stuff, that would be great too. Yeah, because if, if women are, you know, if we're struggling as women
0: to, you know, let go of that people pleasing and trying to figure out boundaries and all that stuff, we'd be happy to discuss that as well. Yeah, because. and I,
1: I think it's too with men, you know, if men are listening as well, because they want to understand as well, like what happened. And so it, it I think it, it would be great insight as well for them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can find me in those places. I do one-on-one sessions. I do group sessions. I do Zoom. Um, I'm, I'm now launching, uh, a different kind of workshop and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm securing a couple of places up here now for the, for the few months that I'm here because, um, I really enjoy the in-person work. Yes. So, 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 um, anybody that, that, you know, wants to do a session, I'd love it. I love Zoom and, and it works great, but I'm also doing that as well in a, in a bigger width than I have been. Yeah. I'm in Oregon right now. So anybody that's in the Portland area, if you want to do breath work, reach out to me and I'll let you know where we can do it. Yeah, it would be great. Well, thank you, Mary. I thank do you, have Dad. one
0: last question, though. Yeah. Okay. For the followers who are getting ready to transform or metamorphosize into their beautiful butterfly, because I've realized that I have gone into many, many cocoons and become a beautiful butterfly What's the one piece of advice
1: that you give somebody starting their own journey? Well, the the advice normally people come to the the reason people come to some sort of breath work is because they're ready for change. They've made a big change or changes happen that they didn't plan. And so mm-hmm. they're dealing with that. So I would say the biggest piece of advice for the for for blooming from your cocoon is go go quiet with the breath and listen. Eyes to see, ears to hear. Beautiful. And then see what you hear. And if anybody needs help with that, just reach out. I'm I'm happy to help with that. So that's that's how it worked for me is when I got really centered and started listening. Things just flow differently from that place. It's not a lot of work to to spread your wings. It really isn't. I mean, yes, the journey can be difficult. But if you stay true to the breath and what you hear, if you move from that place, the universe goes, here you go. Let's go.
0: There you yep. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. And it's time to fly, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Beautiful. Yep. Thank you, Mary. Thank and, you. Uh, yeah, and let it's uh, followers, fun. it's been fun. Followers, let us, well, first of all, like, share, comment, all of that fun stuff on your favorite platform, on your podcast platform. And then also like DM me or Mary if you want her information. I will have all that in the show notes. If you want more information about... Uh, what we talked about at the end, please, please, please let us know because we'd be happy to jump on a podcast sooner than later because I'm already booked up, which is crazy. But I've really enjoyed this conversation. And I think yeah, me too. we Thank all you so need much. It. Thank you. Thank you and John. And as, as I say uh, here in Costa Rica with a little uh, Texas twang to it, Pura Vida, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>